right. So today we have a very special guest on the program. He's featured on VEASAN as well as the Bear Bets pod. Uh, and then he also has his own podcast, which I'll let him uh, plug here in a second. Uh, we just want to welcome Will Hill to the show. How's it going? What's up, boys? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you are our first guest that is actually in the sports betting industry. So thank you uh, for being the first one here. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of what you're doing and, and where our guests can hear from you after the show? Yeah, I'm on VEASAN a couple times a week, usually with Gil, Lombardi Line, um, Wednesdays around the, that first hour with Gil. Uh, the, the Bear Bets podcast, college season is done, obviously. Uh -huh. We do two a week. The NFL yep. one usually airs Friday mornings. We record that Thursday, so it usually airs Friday. And then uh, just started, like you mentioned, Should Have Bet More podcast. Been doing it for like three weeks now. Had uh, the Bear on, Gil Alexander, Mike Sando, some NFL awards voters. Had Steve Fezzik on the Monday episode to talk about Wild Card Weekend, and he he did a great job. I don't know if you guys got a chance to listen, but yeah. talking did, about yeah. hacks when you go to Vegas, how to save money, how to get stuff for free, how to drink for free. He he was all over the map. He did a great job, so definitely check that out. Should have bit more. Yeah, awesome. the last the last five minutes of that podcast was awesome. Go ahead, Slade. I was going to say I'm going to go off script here. I, I I'm the college football guy. Corners the NFL guy. That's kind of how <laughs> we operate around here. So I listen to Bears Bears bets all the time. So I. I heard you guys talking about what the Bears should do with that number one overall pick and just full transparency. I am a Bears fan. We have a lot of Bears fans listeners and probably even more Bears fans haters. So I heard what you thought the Bears should do with that number one pick. But just for the listeners, again, what would you do if you're Ryan Poles? Fields has played better, but I would move on. I would trade Fields, get what I could. That'd be an interesting conversation in terms of like what Fields is worth. I mean, Again, he's played well. Can you get like a one for him? I don't know. Uh, certainly seemed like he was giving a goodbye to the team, right. to the fans the other day after the game. And he, look, as well as he's played the last month, that was not a good performance the other day. They couldn't get in the end zone right. against the Packers. I just think to me, it comes down to a couple of things. It comes down to money. Uh, if you're going to commit to field and say, hey, he's our guy for the next, whatever, three, four, five years, he's going to want to be paid like, like that guy. And, you got a couple years left with the rookie deal, but that that clock is running. And I just think the best thing you can have in football is a quarterback on a rookie deal and a good defense. And they have the defense. If you trade fields for for picks, you got the Carolina picks. I mean, you're set up with picks where if you could plug in the the quarterback on a cheap deal, you are set up for a long time. If you hit on that quarterback, man, you're going to be good. You're going to be good for a while. So that's the direction I would go. I think that's the direction that they're going to go. Uh, do, do you disagree? I. I'll be, I mean, I've got Justin Fields jersey in my closet, but I'll be honest, like I've kind of over the last month or so, I've, I've just kind of changed my tune and gone with the quarterback idea as well. I think you could make like a, there's like three different options. You know, you get like, there's like the value you have to consider of what you would get from trading fields, the money you would save on like, if you draft a Marvin Harrison Jr. versus what like these Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, those kind of guys are getting like the money I think is. And I think it's a real thing, but I do think it's probably not as drastic as people make it out to be. Um, I, the one thing I'll say about Fields and his defense is I know how he's wired. I know he's like the locker room loves him. The city loves him. I know he's not going to be a, a dipshit off the field. Caleb Williams kind of, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying like he, he didn't speak to the media after losing, um, crying to his mom in the crowd, the painting the fingernails. Like, I, I think that I need to know more about him as a guy. Because I think obviously the ceiling with Caleb is higher. 
the problem with the other thing with Fields too is like, can you really trust to keep him healthy for a year? Yeah. Do you have to when he's your quarterback? You have to punt, pencil in. Hey, he's going to run a lot. He's going to take sacks. He's going to get hit. He's not the biggest guy. He's probably going to miss two, three weeks a month, pretty much every year. I just, I yeah. don't know, like how sustainable, how realistic. He's like, all right, we got Fields. He's going to. You got to be. It's funny. You got to have to be able to run a little bit, but there's a balance between. You have to be able to do it to keep plays alive, but you don't want that to be like your full diet. I would just worry about keeping him healthy too. Yeah, and if he's and even when he's playing, he's rarely one hundred percent. Obviously, anybody can get hurt. Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow. I mean, these pocket passers can go down too, but uh, he's obviously more prone to it and. He's taken a lot of hits going back to even at Ohio State. Yeah, and one thing I wanted to add is it's going to be interesting to see who's actually in uh, or like who are the suitors for him because the Steelers, they need a quarterback. Uh, the Falcons. Falcons need a quarterback. Maybe even the Vikings. I don't know. A lot of these teams who have like they've won eight or nine games with poor QB play, like that could really elevate him into that 10-11 win range, assuming he can stay healthy. So. Um, yeah, you've yeah. got guys like cousins who are going to be out there. Like it's a it's a game of musical chairs, and it's like whoever doesn't end up with a chair, maybe they pull the trigger on him. Yeah, you you've hit on a few of the teams, the Falcons. He'd be interesting with their speed. I, I remember he played that really good game against Washington on Thursday night, and somebody came on TV, and I, I was talking head shows, never say anything interesting really, but somebody was like, "This is it. They should trade him. Top of his value. He played a great game. Trade him to the Falcons. Falcons are desperate." And that would have been, you know, a good time to to maybe do that. I don't know, like the Raiders. There's teams out there, the Broncos, the Patriots. He'll end up with a team. I would think, you know, if you're making a line, yes, no, will he be starting Week One for a team next year? Yes, is a pretty big favorite. I would think he's yeah. sorry. There's just not enough good quarterbacks. I mean, you're gonna have to fill 32 of these spots. I just don't know that there's 32 viable quarterbacks. So he'll be starting somewhere next year. I would think Week One. Yeah, the Falcons keep getting brought up. He's from like the Atlanta suburbs and like grew up an Atlanta fan, and he played one of his best games of the year against the Falcons. So. That's been getting a lot of the, the buzz, but who knows? Like you said, there's a lot of teams that would be interested. So, yeah, yeah. So, and you couple him with the speed with with Pitts and with Robinson, and maybe you know get, get a new head coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too, absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of new head coaches, I wanted to ask you a couple questions too. I want to play a fill in the blank game, and Slade, you can go ahead and answer too. You guys can just take turns here. Uh, Mike Vrabel, where is he going to be coaching next year? Ooh. Because that's that's hot off the press this morning. I was surprised to see that at least you know maybe trade. They said it was going to be too hard to trade him, but how hard is right. it to get a right. seventh rounder if you're just going to give him away for free? But I'll say New England. New I England. Agree. I don't have a lot of conviction, but I'll I say agree. I'm uh, I live in Charlotte, and so I've seen a lot of the local media already start talking about Vrabel coming here. I think he'd be dumb to do it, so I'll say he's a smart guy. And goes to New England. All right, so he goes to New England. That means Bill Belichick's obviously out. Do you think he ends up in L.A. with the Chargers, Commanders? Where's he going, Will? I'll say Commanders. Again, I don't feel great about it. I'll say Commanders, though. Okay. Why, maybe he just he just hangs it up. You think he'd hang I it think up? So. I think he wants the record. I don't think he wants to go out like this. I thought about that, too. We all just assume he's coaching. It's like it's not like he's 50 years old. I mean, the guy's, in, what, 71, 72? Yeah. But I think he's close enough to the record. I think he's mo- he's competitive enough to he's like, hey, this is not going to be my last mem- lasting memory of, like, Brady wins one. I, I sit here and I'm, you know, getting my ass kicked in the snow by Daly Zappi. I, I was going to think you want to go somewhere. Now, again, is watching the situation, I guess you at least get to start over with a quarterback. How much personnel decision you get? I hope he goes to the Chargers. I just have a feeling that's where Harbaugh goes. The commanders have yeah the GM opening as well, and then they already brought in Bob yeah, right. Myers too, right? Yeah. So with Belichick, he's 14 wins away from passing Don Chula. 
Um, I want him to go to the Chargers to break that record because I'm. it's going to be pretty easy to rattle off 10 wins with that roster, even though Staley made it seem like it was impossible. I think, I think that's Harbaugh's job if he wants it. Well, then there's also Vegas too because I could see Harbaugh going to Vegas. thing is, if you're Harbaugh, you're leaving this cushy job at Michigan. I get you want a title and you can write off into the sunset. Like, Man, you, you go for, so many of these college coaches, they go to the NFL and fail. It's like you, they don't have a quarterback. You got to go somewhere where you have a quarterback. True. You're gonna go to Vegas. You're gonna go to Vegas. You're gonna be in the same division as Mahomes, same yeah. division as Herbert. If they can get on track, I mean, Mahomes is enough to be like, do I want to go there? And then I don't know. I, I mean, I get there's, you know, there's money there and it's it, the bright lights, but I, I'd be careful about picking my spots. I'd make sure I go somewhere where I have a chance to succeed. I mean, he's won everywhere he's gone, but I'd much rather have the Chargers job. I, you know what? If if the Raiders are my only option, like the Bears isn't going to open up, that would have been a nice job. That was rumored. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not getting the Chargers job, I just I maybe just go back to Michigan. But sounds like he's uh, sounds like it's pretty much a done deal. He's going to the NFL, which again, we're all just assuming. We're all just reading the tea leaves. We don't really know, I guess. If he goes to the Raiders, I feel like he's going to try to take McCarthy at like 13 or something to, to pair up no. with him. <laughs> that would be really ballsy. But yeah, I I thought the Bears make a lot of sense. Obviously, I have the number one pick, and like he played for the Bears, he's still loved by Bears fans. Um, he comes to Chicago all the time, does radio hits and things like that. But uh, there's been zero buzz about him going to Chicago, other than the fans clamoring for it. No, oh, and I think they've already committed to Eberflus coming back. Like, hey, he's done well enough; he will return. So sometimes these GMs give the fake vote of confidence. Oh, you know, he's our yeah. guy. But it sounded like it was a real one with Eberflus. Like, hey. We don't have to worry about getting rid of him. He, he's going to be back next year, which I think is fair. I think he did a, a good enough job to get, what, a third year now? I, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would still replace the offensive coordinator, especially if you are getting a new quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it makes sense. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's uh, – we'll be getting some more information in the coming weeks in the offseason. Uh, we'll have some – the uh, the coach, the head coaches um, fill up and whatnot. So – Let's just talk. Um, let's just talk. Get into the playoffs right now. We got Wild Card Weekend, or as the networks like to call it, Super Wild Card Weekend, because we got um, I think what is it, six games. So um, let's just start off with the Browns Texans. Browns are two and a half point underdogs on the road in Houston. Over under forty four and a half. Um, so as listeners and viewers can see, I'm a Browns fan. So I'm trying not to be too biased here. I understand Flacco uh, turns thirty nine in a week. Like. Um, it's everything has gone perfectly for him. He's thrown a few interceptions, but other than that, he's played great. Um, I think it's sustainable for another game or two. I don't ever want to count him out because of his Super Bowl run, but will do you, uh, do you have any conviction on this game? Are you staying away? Texans are a good teaser leg. I think if you can take the, if there's a three out there and a lot of these games are lined around three, make sure you're getting the best number. If you like the dog, get the three. If you like the favorite, lay the two and a half. It's so important. Um, I would I would lean towards the Texans just because it's still a lot of backup pieces on the offensive line for Cleveland. A lot of backups just in general. I mean, they've had so many injuries. They did play on New uh, on Christmas Eve. Browns won the game 36-22. We're in control the whole way. Cooper had a huge day, but he can kind of throw that game away. That was Case Keenum. That was not C.J. Yeah. Stroud. I just think with Houston, you're getting the better quarterback, and Stroud, you'd still rather have him than Flacco. You're home, and you're getting the three points. I, I would just go there. It's, again, it's not like I think I have some massive edge there. Should be a close game. Should be a competitive game. Do worry a little bit if you're taking the Texans side of it. You got a rookie quarterback against Jim Schwartz, who you know has been known to uh, to give hell to younger players, throw some different looks at them. So that aspect of it, uh, I do think is interesting. But um, 
you know, I, I could see the Browns winning this game by a field goal or so. So it would be Texans or pass for me. Okay. And I guess what I would personally do is I'm waiting until Saturday morning to see who's actually playing or not because they're wide receiver two and three, Noah Brown and Robert Woods. Those guys are both um, do not practice today. So um, I am assuming they're both trending to play. I'm assuming at least one of them is going to play. But if they're rolling just Nico Collins out there, I feel like Denzel Ward can shut him down pretty easily. And Stroud's going to have to be like Superman out there to try to try to finesse that. So what do you make out of the road home splits with the defense? It's a, it's a very unusual, very pronounced home road splits. You think it's something, nothing? What do you think? Uh, I think it's a legit thing. Um, I think that they feed off the crowd, but I think that just like this being the playoff should be enough to elevate them a little bit more. Uh, but I, I am a little bit concerned about that. I guess we'll find out in the first quarter there. If they can get a couple stops under their belt, then I'll feel pretty good. But if the Texans drive down and score, um, it's it might not be pretty. Yeah. Okay. Um, next up, we'll just keep rolling through these. Dolphins hey, real quick, real, yeah. real quick. You uh, yeah. you said the Browns were a two and a half point dog. You meant favorite, right? Yes. Yeah, they're, yep. they're favorite. Bra- Browns yeah. favored okay. by two and a half. Some some are three. So again, a lot of these lines are bouncing back two and a half, three. I saw Lions Rams. Some some places it's three. Some places three and a half. Uh, and you guys know this. It's so important to uh, to get the best of the numbers shop because uh, especially with three man, so many games land on three playoffs. You figure a close game, so wouldn't be shocked if this is like 23-20 Browns and uh, and the Browns winning advance. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a play on the game, but I, I did real quick want to say I, the whole Demar Hamlin versus Joe Flacco for that uh, comeback player of the year. I personally would give it to Flacco. <laughs> I feel like. I, I might have been one show you around. You're talking about having like two awards almost this year, like having one that's like for Demar and it's like a separate award. That to me makes more sense because, in the spirit of what this award is supposed to be, and it's not like this hopefully an outlier where someone almost dies situation. Uh, Joe Flacco to me is the comeback player of the year. Yeah, it's almost like it's the best story, and it's just there's so much ambiguity to it. You can there's no criteria, there's no guidelines. So it's like, what's the best story? The guy that died and came back and played, kind of. That's a that's an incredible story. Yeah. Or is the guy who, you know, did, we were not even thinking about. He wasn't even in the league six weeks ago, and now it's he's crazy. leading his team into the playoffs. I don't know. I, you can make a case for either. It, uh, I mean, these are off the board now. Um, so, look, I got a nice price on Flacco. I hedged on Hamlin. I should have hedged probably more because I can't see anybody other than those two winning it. I would say Hamlin probably wins a close vote. There's a human element, too. And yeah. you know, Aaron Schatz, as a voter, has, has gone on record and saying, hey, I don't think it's Hamlin, but I might just don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to put words in his mouth because I don't want to feel, I don't want to be the bad guy on Twitter where, right. hey, who didn't vote for Hamlin? I, oh, that guy yeah. didn't vote for him. You don't want to be that guy and there's maybe some peer pressure into voting him with. Right. You don't, you get, you're trying to get into the head of like other humans and what they're going to vote. So right. it's, it's kind of, that's what the awards market is so interesting is you're trying to like, you're, you're like kind of reading the market of like journalists. All right. Especially like MVP, there's, there's some, you can quantify it, you know, most improved or rookie of the year. These are stats based. You can go, go based on, you know, who played well. You, know, you could still debate. There's still some gray area, but with this one, it's just, it's so, and, and it's so different too, because Flacco's played and played well. Hamlin hasn't done anything on the field, but the fact that he's on the field carries mm-hmm. weight. I have no idea. I, I figure Hamlin will probably win. I think, and these, these markets aren't open anymore. The last price I saw on Saturday or Sunday was like Hamlin minus 400. That might be as simple as, 
Sando and Shots have gone on these shows, these podcasts, including mine. Not that I'm my shows in the market, but they've gone on the record and saying they're going to vote Hamlin. Sando did say he was voting Hamlin. So look, there's there's only fifty of these voters. So if you got four percent of the vote, basically saying you got they're they're going Hamlin, then you know that's that that's significant. Hey, if your show if your show's moving the market, we need you on next year, middle of the season. We can start moving to markets and manipulating things. <laughs> you know, it's funny to think back at how off these prices are. It wasn't that long ago. Jalen Hurts was like even money to to win MVP. I know. And I I actually DM'd or not DM, but I asked Jeffrey Benson from Circa on Twitter. I was like, Hey, do you have a yes no price on this? Because they're one of the few books. A lot of these books will just hang a yes a yes price on something. They won't hang a no, so they could just make any number they want. Circa's actually good about having a, a no option where, hey, if you if yes should be this, no should be that. I was looking to lay no on Hertz, but they didn't have one up. But man, it's just yeah. it's crazy how off these markets are. Just you know, middle of the season, they're just so sensitive. I think is the best word. These markets where you yeah. know, this guy's a lock, that guy's lock. Even Stefanski was like minus a thousand or something a few days ago. Then the Texans win, they win the division. I now I think the last line we saw was like it's basically a coin flip, and it might be a coin flip that lands the other way for for Stefanski. I got a feeling if I had to pick right now, I think I would go with Ryan's again. That should be a very very close vote though. And we're all hurting from the Brock Purdy. Uh, Ravens game. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we lost our Brock Purdy tickets there. He'll probably. I, I've seen some people say that he's going to finish second or third, but it's probably that would not be worse. Be that would be worse if you finished second. That would be cruel. Yeah, I ha- yeah. I'm in my, our fantasy league too. I'm in, I was in the championship that night, and I had Purdy. McCa- I had all all my. It was the championship. I had all my eggs in the Purdy basket. I had Purdy twenty two to one, and boy, that went downhill. It went downhill quickly. Should have hedged more on Baltimore plus six and a half because that was a pretty clean hedge. If if San Fran was won that game, Purdy was going to win the award. That was one where, man, should should have taken off a bigger piece of Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We we feel your pain on that one. And Brutal. going back going back to you brought up fantasy football. Of course, I played you in the semifinals, and that's when Brock Purdy went off the week before. So just just a week away, a week away from beating. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, painful memories. Yeah. All right, uh, next game up, we have Dolphins at the Chiefs. Chiefs are four-point favorites, over under 44. Um, Dolphins were almost the two-seed, but they lost Sunday night, gave up that punt return to the Bills, and then kind of fell apart late in the fourth quarter. Um, This game is going to be 10 degrees, negative 8 wind chill. This has got to be advantage Mahomes. I'm, I'm assuming that you feel the same way, Will. The injuries for Miami, and sorry, I am live betting here, under 142.5 Georgetown Seton Hall. It's a one-point game with four minutes to go, so that's a nice little spot for an under. Um, it's Mahomes. It's the Chiefs. I don't like this Miami team right now. They're so beat up. Their injuries on defense, it's basically like a second-string defense. And I just – there's two things that are fatal flaws with Tua. He doesn't like pressure. He doesn't deal well. He doesn't do well in the cold. He's going to yep. get both on Saturday. It's going to be single-digit temperatures. Hill is now banged up with an ankle, a quad. I think he was off the field on that final play where Tua threw just a horrible interception trying to yeah. squeeze that ball in. This is not a vintage Chiefs team as we know by any stretch, but it's much better than what this Miami team has to offer right now. And The Chiefs come in rested, basically. They took last week as a bye. They got to rest Mahomes. Uh, they got to rest Kelsey. This is a short week for Miami, too. Now, think about it. That game ended you know, what, 11 o'clock on the East Coast on Sunday night. Now you turn around, you're playing Saturday in Kansas city. Uh, I, I don't like this spot for Miami. I think the chiefs win and uh, we'll get to the bill Steelers, but I think we're looking at a very dramatic. This would be the game of the second round. If we get a chiefs bills yep, division yeah. round with all their playoff history, 
with Mahomes finally playing a road game. Like if you're Buffalo, if you can't beat Mahomes this year, where he has no weapons, he's on the road. They've beaten you a million times. This feels like the spot the Bills would get him. So that to me, I hope we get that game. There'd be so much drama in that game. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I know the NFL wants that game too. Sure. I mean, and if you could get Ravens Browns too, with all their history, Flacco versus the Ravens, yep. you're setting up for if that's the division round again. If chalk holds, and that's a lot of things to happen. It's the NFL. It's it's a lot of games, but you're looking at Cowboys Lions a rematch of a couple weeks ago. We'll have to hear about that call on that Saturday night from a few weeks for, for you know a week, and then 49ers are going to kill probably whoever they play. Eagles at least it's a rematch of the NFC title game last year. Uh, I think you know that's that would be a tough spot. But if you get 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys, Lions, Ravens, Browns, and Chiefs, Bills, boy, that's a hell of a second round. Well, let's let's skip ahead to the Eagles game real quick. This is the sure. Monday night game. They're three point favorites at the Bucks. I I have no faith in the Eagles anymore. Um, I forgot who I was listening to today. But I think oh, it was Drew Dinsick on his podcast. He was talking about how um, he has the Eagles as like the worst unit out of every offense or defense left in the playoffs. Yeah. Like. Uh, you you handed the keys to Matt Pat- Matt Patricia. Good luck with that. I I'm not sure how you can win multiple playoff games if that's the case. And I I don't know. I think the Bucks may be live a- as a as a Browns fan. I've I've watched Baker Mayfield in the big moments. It it is never pretty, but I I think he can pull this one off against the Eagles. Boy, if there was one game to not bet, it would be this one. But yep. let's be honest, it's a standalone game. It's a playoff game. It's Monday night. We're all gonna be betting it. We'll it's funny. <laughs> yeah. These teams played week three on Monday night in Tampa on ESPN. And now this playoff game is uh, in Tampa on ESPN on a Monday night. And that game was 25-11 Philly back in week three. That might as well have been a lifetime ago because, man, there's just been so much wrong with Philly. I don't know how you lay points on the road with this Philly team. You'd think if there's anyone to get back on track against, they they have better players than Tampa. It wasn't that long ago they were 10-1, and even though it was a fraudulent 10-1. But to me... Uh, these are pretty even teams right now. I would just take the three if I had to bet it. And, you know, the, in the, if it's two and a half, you could tease it up. I would think it's going to be a close game. I just don't know if Philly has the capability to blow anybody out right now. So Tampa or pass for me. Yeah. And especially with AJ Brown banged up, Sirianni said he's hopeful AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are playing. But if they're missing one or two of those guys, it's it's going to be a barn burner for sure. Tampa wasn't good last week either. I watched, I had Saints yeah. to win the division. I bet it a couple weeks ago at seven to one. I had, it was actually a costly. Um, bet Saints to make the playoffs, win the division. Carolina pissed that game away. I mean, they fumbled yeah. at the one. They had another touchdown call back. They had a field goal miss. Like Carolina, if they got up 7 nothing, who knows? Maybe they win that game and the Saints get in. I actually think the Saints had better players than the Bucs. Baker doesn't look 100% healthy. So it's not the Bucs are some great team, but man, I, I don't know. Laying three with Philly. Got I, I watched that whole Panthers-Bucs game. Bucks looked terrible. Baker, yeah. Baker looked terrible. Um I think whatever happens and like is the outcome of this game, we're going to look back and be like, oh, that was obvious. We should have known right. like the, the Eagles defense, yes. or we should have known not to trust Baker. Um, but right now, it's not that easy. But I just know like Monday night, I'm going to be like, how did I not see that coming? Yeah, yeah I, I think that's well put. I think, yeah, you, you said it well, where if the Bucs win, you're like, of course, Philly was going to lose. They stumbled into the playoffs. They're a mess. How could you bet Philly? But if Philly won this game by like 10 or 13 points. Yeah. Well, they're still, I, I know they're in trouble. I know they're struggling, but they're still better than Tampa. So yeah, it's right. That's one. If you bet it, you know what you get when you ask for, it. because if there's one game where you know, we always do this show on, on this segment on Gil show or this question on Gil show, if there's one game you want nothing to do with, and it's, it's helpful to cross games off. Like you don't have to bet every game. You could find props. You could find other ways uh, to bet these games other than side or total. That's one side that just is really, really dicey. 
that's that's kind of how I'm feeling with the Bills Steelers, just because I know the Bills are one of the most like explosive teams when Josh Allen's going. I feel like they're trying to get Diggs more involved after like a poor last eight weeks of the season. But 10 points is a lot to lay, especially in poor weather. I know the Steelers are trotting Mason Rudolph out and they got Najee Harris, not the not the greatest offense there. They're missing TJ Watt. But I don't know. I just feel like the Bills have been such a disappointment this year. I got them 10 to 1 uh, preseason uh, Super Bowl odds. And they, I feel like in between the season, they were as down to like 5 to 1, up to like 40 to 1. Now they're back down in like the 6 to 7 range. Um, I That is my biggest stay away game. I don't know about you guys. Seems a little high to me. I think that 10 is there because at 9, 9.5, people can use the seven-point teaser, and the book's like, screw this. I don't want you teasing this under three, so we're just going to jack it up to 10. That's tough. In a game where the total's 35, and there's going to be like 50-mile-an-hour wins, you're going to be laying 10 in a game like that. Tomlin yeah. is a dog. Tomlin with no pressure. Like Tomlin, uh, I feel like Vrabel was a little like this too. When, when they're a dog, when there's pre- when there's no pressure on them, they thrive. When they're a favorite, you don't like them as much. I mean, look at the Steelers home against Arizona, home against the Patriots. You know, they lay an egg. But when they're a dog, there's no expectations. They go into Seattle, win. They go into uh, their their home versus Cincy, they win. They're they're a different team when there there's no expectations. Um, so this is to me, I could see the Bills winning this game by like a touchdown, twenty to thirteen, like something like that, not covering. Like dying to bet it? No. If you can find a nine and a half and tease it, use it a seven point teaser. I'm okay with that. But this, it would be, uh, I, w- I would take the 10 with Steelers. Looks a little high to me. I've basically had a, a policy this year where I'm afraid to bet on or against the Steelers and the Colts because I don't trust either of them, but I also know that they're capable of pulling something out of their ass any week. So those two teams have kind of stayed away from it. It's just like a general rule. And I think yeah, I was like stay, that with the NFC South. The NFC South was like that for me with these teams. It was like the Bucks, the Falcons, yeah, uh, T- Tampa. I mean, the Carolina. It's all they're like they're all the Saints. They're all the same team. It's all just yeah. Like they're good teaser candidates because all those games are close and kind of ugly. But you know, trying to figure out a side in these games where the the line is one or two, it's like oh, their good, margin good for error is so small that like one right. special teams play or just like one little fluke play, and it seems like the Steelers always break like one big run or one big pass. It just seems like it it throws off everything you, that went on the other 90% of the game. Yeah. the uh, Will, you mentioned a, a teaser leg, if you can tease the Bills down, if you can find a 9.5. Would you pair that with, do you like the Cowboys? They're laying 7.5 at home right now, or do you think uh, the Packers will keep that competitive? I like the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys way too much. They're going to be in a million teasers with me. By the time that game <laughs> kicks off, I'll, I'll probably have to bet Green Bay because I'll have so much bet on Cowboys teasers. <laughs> I just I think Dallas is such a different team at home. They're eight and zero at home. They're averaging thirty seven and a half points a game at home. Green Bay is a middle of the pack defense. I know they can move the ball a little bit, but if you look at Green Bay, who they've played, the opposing quarterbacks, they haven't been tested on defense. I don't. I just don't think they're that good. They've played you know, a lot of the Devitos. They played the NFC South. They didn't play the Ravens. They didn't play the 49ers. They didn't play the Bills. They didn't play the Cowboys. So now they're going to be tested here. An offense that you know they're they're going to have a hard time. I think stopping so. To me, my best bet here is Cowboys team total over 30 and a half. I just think Cowboys get their 31, 34 points here. Dallas is going to be able to move the ball. Just because the Bears offense struggled against that defense doesn't mean it's good. I'll, I'll make that clear. Uh, well, Carolina just scored 30 against 30, them. I mean, think yeah. about that. And, and we talked about, we watched that Carolina game. I mean, it, was, it was painful. Trying Rooting for Carolina, yeah. like pulling teeth. Every, like, oh my God, we got four yards. It's just you try to piece these yeah. three, four yard plays at a time. You get a holding and then the drive's over. So, yeah. The fact that Carolina lit this team up for 30, I think, says a lot. 
Matt and I are Iowa fans, and so I compared watching the Panthers' offense on Sunday to watching Iowa's offense. It was like, like you said, pulling teeth. It was – I don't know how people do it every week. They're, they're my local team, so I've watched way too much of them, and obviously the draft pick, rooting against them all year. Um, but yeah, pretty bad. Uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna take the the Cowboys too, but I am biased because I hate the Packers. So, yeah, can't go wrong there with, with, with the Cowboys. McCarthy sure. gets his revenge. Yeah, a lot of good storylines this week: the Browns, Texans, that whole trade, the uh, McCarthy Packers, Stafford Lions, golf, that whole thing. A lot, lot of good storylines. Yeah, you brought that up on your pod, Will. Um, you were asking, I think it was Fezzik, about um, like McVeigh has his familiarity with golf, and then Stafford's obviously coming back to Detroit. Do you think there's one advantage? I would kind of lean at McVeigh. I think I think he'll know what defense to throw out. Yeah, I think he knows golf. He knows his weaknesses. I think that's a check mark for McVeigh, and I think the fact that McVeigh's just a good offensive schemer, a good offensive play caller, to know how to expose this Detroit secondary with their weaknesses, I think that helps the Rams. That being said, it does look a little light on Detroit. Detroit, I, I know the Rams are everybody's darling and you know they're everybody's sleeper. Feels like Detroit. I mean, Detroit's a play away from being the two seed in, the, in, in this tournament. The Rams were a fringe playoff team. I know they've been a nice story. They've overachieved. It does feel a little light on Detroit. I, I, if I can get a three or a cheap money line, I'm probably going to bet the Lions. I do think the Lions are a better team. They're being overlooked a little bit in this matchup. Do you guys trust Dan Campbell? No, he's a little crazy. I mean, at least he goes for it. I mean, that, that two-point conversion stuff a couple weeks yeah. ago is obviously little, crazy, yeah. but at least he's aggressive. I mean, I'd rather err on the side of aggressive than the other way. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm totally cool with you leaning lines here. I I guess would have to say something like, if this game were outdoors, I would not be betting the lines, so I think okay. they can win this round. The problem is if they end up going to Philly or San, I guess San Fran, the weather would be all right, but still, like, I just, I just don't see it. I think golf needs those perfect conditions to play. Yeah, well. he's going at least from that. Like they're not as good as these other teams, but they're at least getting a break in that aspect. Where if they win, they're probably going to Dallas, and then if they keep winning, San Fran, the weather's not crazy. So it's not like he's going to Lambo outdoors or he's going to Chicago outdoors. Like he caught a break with the weather. The bracket broke where he's not going to be outside shivering. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Is Sam okay. Laporta healthy? Is Sam Laporta ready to go? I think he's iffy for Saturday, so who knows? Okay. Yeah, I don't think he's playing. It's a big one. It's a, you know, it's that's a big one. And if he plays, I mean, who knows? Is he hundred percent? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that's we can we can wrap up here in the next five minutes. But will we wanted to know if you had any futures or anything you're leaning in terms of AFC, NFC, or Super Bowl? How about a boring one? How about just Rams? Uh, I'm sorry. How about Ravens 49ers Super Bowl pays like plus three fifty. <laughs> I know it's boring. It's chalk. It's usually, hey, we, oh man, you're just going to take futures on the two best teams. I don't know. You watch the Bills play. You watch some of these other teams play. Is Dallas really going to go into San Francisco and win? Maybe. The rest of these teams, I don't know. San Francisco with the week off to get healthy. Same thing with the Ravens. I, I think we're looking at a rematch of the Christmas game. So to me, at plus 325, plus 350, maybe we look back in a month. We say, man, we should have seen this coming. These teams are way more dominant than we thought. And we, we do get that rematch. I agree. I agree with that. I was going to say, everybody wants to zag because of how the last few championships and years have gone with like the Heat and all of these teams making these deep runs. But these are the two best teams, I think, at least. And obviously, they have the bye. If I had to, if there was a third team that I would probably say the Cowboys. Yeah. But I don't trust anybody else. I think who the Bills, I don't know. 
Yeah, and it's not like it's even money or two. I mean, you're getting a nice bang for your buck. I think plus three fifty. The odds, like that's not that's not a terrible not a terrible payout. And if you get to the championship game and uh, the Ravens win and it's the 49ers, you're sitting there with plus three fifty, where all you need is one team to win, and you can buy back plus the points and lock in a nice little profit or lock in the middle, have some fun with that either way. So again, it's chalky, but plus three fifty, that's really not a bad price. I, I don't. I think maybe you know, sometimes we try to overthink it. That I think yep. that's going to be the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I'm a little disappointed in your answer because you gave out uh, Florida Atlantic on the fi- to make the final four. I thought you were going to come with some huge like yeah. Rams Super Bowl or Browns or something like that. But I got a lot of FOMO too. You know, I was doing the write ups for Fox before the baseball playoffs, and my conclusion was all the teams at the top are flawed. Like the Braves, the questions about their pitching. All these teams have banged up pitching. I should have just taken a step further, man. Like you know what? It's wide open. Why not the Diamondbacks and the Rangers teams like that? Because all these teams are maybe more even than we think. And that world series exact that paid like 300 to one, something crazy. So yeah, it's good to look at the bottom and start up. I just, man, I, I don't know that we're going to get some crazy result here. I think San Francisco and Baltimore are pretty dominant. I do worry about the 49ers defense. I don't think they're great on defense. You know, we've seen teams move the ball against them. Who knows if you can rattle Purdy, if you can get Purdy hurt, who knows anything is possible. It's a one game elimination. So I don't know. Would you would, would you guys have a sleeper here in terms of like, hey, this is this has value as a future? I mean, I'll say the only team that's beaten both of those teams is the Browns, but I'm not going to put right. money on Joe Flacco. But they do have a championship defense. I mean, they have a coach who's in the coach of the year conversation. They have a good right. home field advantage, things like that. But I, I I don't know. I can't trust Joe Flacco. What three four games, whatever it is. So uh, I I'd probably stay away. But they are the only team that's competed with those big boys and knocked them off. No, I agree. It'd be tough to see them winning three straight on the road. Like that would be, man, that would, they would have to make a movie about that because Flacco not in the league six weeks ago. And he's going to come in, be the, be the hero, take them to another Super Bowl. Like that would be just take the Brown, not them to another Super Bowl, get to another Super Bowl. The Browns of all teams beat the Ravens on the way. That would be just something like you, you wouldn't believe. You, I mean, that, that's, like the that's how you get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, It'd be an interesting yeah. conversation. Now he's not a Hall of Fame player, but if he got them to a Super Bowl, I guess you know if, if he ever won another one, that's sort of the magic number. Where if you win two, you just you just kind of get in. It's crazy. A long way to go, though. A long way to go. Yeah, definitely. So speaking of ring, Slade, you have this question on here. Um, we can wrap up with this. You said which ringless QB needs this the most for their legacy? You have Dak, Lamar, Josh Allen, or any any basically any QB playing who needs it the most for their legacy. Lamar needs to at least make a run. I don't know that he has to win it, but he's only won one and he's going to have his second MVP. That would be a bad look if, you know, he wins this MVP, wins it unanimously, and then he gets upset by the Bills in the second round and plays poorly. Lamar needs to run more than these other guys. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Slade. Lamar would have two MVPs and a Super Bowl. I think that would put him in some pretty elite company. He obviously sure. has never had any playoff success and he kind of flopped the last time he won an MVP. I think that's kind of been the thing that's, always been a knock on him is that he hasn't won and so if you put that on his resume I think we just talk about him a lot differently than we do now um, Dak would be interesting just because it's the biggest franchise in the sport uh, he's always been kind of a guy that has had his flaws too um, and then I think Josh Allen still has time but I think that would get him closer to that Mahomes conversation yeah yep okay Cool. Well, um, Will, we really appreciate you coming on. This is super insightful. We'll be sure to uh, tweet this out. We're going to be on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. So I'll let you know once that's uploaded. 
Uh, but in the meantime, can you just plug your stuff one more time? We want to make sure the listeners can can hear. Yeah, my college basketball. I saved everybody a loser, so not that people could tail along. But these college basketball <laughs> live lines are getting a little sharper. I hate to say, a little harder <laughs> to beat, which is frustrating. Uh, yeah, Gold Boys Discord should have bet more podcast. Bear bets, Vison. I'm all over the place. So appreciate you guys having me. This was fun. Okay, awesome. Appreciate it. Hope you have a good day, and hopefully you can come on again soon. See you guys. Thanks.